Hey everybody, Pastor Terry here. So glad you've joined me this evening for another Wednesday evening Bible study. Hey, I want to start out this evening by asking you a question. Are you successful? Are you successful? You know, I think that's a question that that everybody asks themselves at one time or another in life. You know, hey, am I am I successful? And uh, you know, we all want to succeed. We all want to be successful, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that at all. We all want to be successful. But you know, what is success? That's the real question, I think. What is success? Um, and of course, that's what I want to talk about tonight. What is success? And by the end of this message, I want you to be able to answer that question concerning yourself. Are you successful? Um, you know, unfortunately... Success is typically a function of comparison. I'll say that again. Unfortunately, and underline that word unfortunately, success is typically a function of comparison. In other words, you can only know how successful you are by comparing yourself to someone else. And, um, and, and that's, that's unfortunate. Uh, and you need to realize this is the way the world measures success. Uh, the world measures success as a function of comparing with other people. And it's really, you know, it, it, it's certainly nothing new to the day in which we live. This is, this was going on back in the, in the days of the, of the New Testament. And, and Paul, the apostle Paul dealt with this as he wrote to the church in Corinth. And I just want to read a few verses. Um, if you go to 2 Corinthians, uh, the 11th chapter, I'm going to read what Paul wrote to the church in Corinth uh, out of the New Living Translation. He says this, he says, But I fear that somehow your pure and undivided devotion to Christ will be corrupted, just as Eve was deceived by the cunning ways of the serpent. Now, let me say this. Paul is addressing here, he, he's addressing the Corinthians, but he's dealing with the subject of false teachers. They had been uh, uh, affected uh, I guess I could say infected with some false teaching and, and false teachers. And Paul was writing in this, in this context of dealing with false teachers. And so let me read 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 3 again. He says, But I fear that somehow your pure and undivided devotion to Christ will be corrupted, just as Eve was deceived by the cunning ways of the serpent. You happily put up with whatever anyone tells you even if they preach a different Jesus than the one we preach or a different kind of spirit than the one you received or a different kind of gospel than the one you believed. But I don't consider myself inferior in any way to these super apostles who teach such things. Now, uh, again, in that day, there were ministers who came on the scene, false teachers, false ministers, but they were on the scene and, uh, and, and frankly, they looked a whole lot better than the Apostle Paul. Their appearance was, was much more impressive than his appearance. And, and frankly, they were uh, better speakers than the Apostle Paul. They had better oratory skills than he had. And, uh, but, but he said, he said, I don't consider myself inferior in any way to these, notice he says, super apostles. Who teach such things? Now think about they're teaching false doctrine, but they could they could they were they were more impressive to look at 
than to look at the Apostle Paul. And they were more uh, impressive to listen to. As I said, they had better oratory skills than he did. And so, you know, if it, just naturally speaking, you know, if someone was going to show up to listen to the Apostle Paul or show up to listen to these false teachers, the, you know, the, the flesh, I guess we could say, would, you know, a fleshly, worldly Christian would want to go listen to these quote-unquote super apostles. They could, they could preach a whole lot better than Paul. They looked a whole lot. I mean, they were they were prettier than he was. You know, they're, I should say they were more handsome than him. They had better physiques than him, you know, <laughs> and, uh, and all of that. But think about it. They were, they were preaching false doctrine. Okay, so they looked better than Paul. They sounded better than Paul. But think about it. They were dealing poison. They were preaching poison, you know. And Paul said this, though. He said he didn't consider himself inferior to them. And, and he certainly shouldn't. I mean, he was preaching the truth, but you can see, and they weren't, but you can see how he, in, in, you know, just being a human being, how he would struggle with that. You know, I mean, the, the people would, you know, want to listen or, or, you know, go listen to these quote-unquote super apostles who looked better than him, sounded better than him, okay? But again, as I said, <laughs> they were preaching lies, okay? But it would have been easy for him to just want to go crawl in a hole somewhere and say, you know, I'm just not successful. These other preachers look better than me and they sound better than me. And, you know, they've got these great, or they, all this oratory ability that I don't have, you know? So it was a challenge for the Apostle Paul. I'm convinced of that to not, to not, you know, really have to deal with inferiority and feel like he was, was, was not successful compared, underline that word, compared to these other people these false teachers. But he said in verse five again, I don't consider myself inferior in any way. Good for Paul. Good for Paul. And then verse six, he said, look at what he says. He says, I may be unskilled as a speaker, but I'm not lacking in knowledge. We have made this clear to you in every possible way. So he even acknowledges that he may not be as skilled a speaker as these uh, other quote unquote super apostles, but again, verse five, he says, I don't consider myself to be inferior. See, ultimately, Paul was not comparing his success uh, based on these other preachers. He wasn't doing that. A lesson we should all take from Paul. And in fact, if you, uh, let's go back up uh, to chapter 10, 2 Corinthians 10. Just go back up one chapter and look at verse 10, 2 Corinthians 10, 10. Again, the New Living Translation he says this, for some say, some say, Paul's letters are demanding and forceful, but in person he is weak and his speeches are worthless. Think about that. Some were saying, and again, you can get yourself in trouble when you go, go by what's, you know, well, somebody said, you know, <laughs> but, but it's no different today than it was then. Some said, you know, Paul's letters are demanding and forceful, but in person he was weak. So apparently, you know, you know, Paul apparently was not an impressive individual to look at, and his speeches, or we could say his sermons, are worthless. Well, we know that they weren't, but some were saying that they were, and they were comparing, uh, based on my study of this, they were comparing his sermons to these false teachers' sermons, who were considered by the people, apparently, 
as super apostles, you know, and or we could say that today we'd say it's superstars, you know, and, uh, and, 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 it, you know, again, it, it could have caused Paul to, you know, to shrug his head and drop his shoulders and say, you know, I'm just not successful. I'm just, you know, I can't preach a sermon as good as these guys. I, you know, I don't look as pretty as they do, you know, but again, that's if you're going to look at success based on the way the world looks at, at success. You know, we should not determine success as a function of comparison. And uh, and so with that said, look at verse 12. Look at 2 Corinthians 10 verse 12. He says, Paul writes, he says, Oh, don't worry. We wouldn't dare say that we are as wonderful as these other men. Okay, now watch this. Who tell you how important they are but they're only comparing themselves with each other, using themselves as the standard of measurement. See, what these false teachers were doing is they were comparing themselves among themselves. And, you know, I'll just, you know, just kind of para, paraphrase and parathought. I'll parathought here just a little bit, you know, but, you know, one of the super, quote unquote, super apostles, superstar preachers might have said, well, you know, I draw bigger crowds than, than, than that 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 uh, uh, preacher when he comes to town, or I got better clothes than that that preacher, or, or you know my my chariot is is better than his chariot, or I my horse is faster than his horse, or you know whatever the case, you know, uh, and, and but but what Paul is saying here is is what these guys were doing, these false teachers, quote unquote superstar preachers were doing, they were comparing themselves with each other, using themselves as a standard of measurement for success. And the New Living Translation says, how ignorant for them to do that. How ignorant. Uh, let's read this in the New King James Version, 2 Corinthians 10, verse 12. Paul says, For we dare not class ourselves or compare ourselves with those who commend themselves, but they, measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves, are not wise. Listen, it's not wise to base whether or not you're successful on comparing yourself to someone else, okay? The Holy Spirit said that to the church in Corinth, and thus he said it to us through the Apostle Paul, that we should not compare ourselves with other people and thereby make a determination whether or not we're successful, let me read from my notes. Comparing yourself with someone else to determine whether or not you're successful is unwise. It is unwise. But I tell you what, in the world in which we live, hey, it, it, again, how did, I, how did I open this message? I opened this message by telling you, unfortunately, success is typically a function of comparison. So the world in which we live is, is we, we know whether or not we're successful by comparing ourselves with someone ourselves with someone else but the bible said to do that is unwise see the apostle paul didn't compare himself with those other quote unquote super apostles he said he he said i don't consider myself inferior in any way to these super apostles you know he wasn't he wasn't impressed by the the fancy clothes they wore or or uh 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 you know, sometimes I see some of these preachers, they come out in their jeans, they got those holes on them, you know, 
And, you know, I mean, I mean, I, I was walking to the store many years ago and I, I walked up on a rack where they had jeans in them, on them, you know, and, and, uh, and they had the, the knees, you know, torn out or whatever. And, and, you know, I don't, I don't know. It was a pair of jeans, like $130 or something. I thought, Oh my gosh, I'll go buy a pair of jeans for 20 bucks. I can tear the whole, tear a hole in the knee. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and uh, but, but, but anyway, I don't know how I got off on that, but, but some of these guys wear these jeans with them holes in them. They probably cost more than maybe, maybe they cost more than my suit. But, but anyway, uh, you know, Paul wasn't impressed by, you know, the, the, the kind of clothes or the, 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 the these quote unquote super apostles may have been wearing or by the crowds they may have drawn or, or the, uh, 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 the way they could, their oratory skills. He said he didn't consider himself inferior to them because he refused to compare himself with them okay he knew what god called him to do and that's what he was doing okay uh, i'll say more about that in a moment but i just i'll say this you know in the world of pastoring which i've lived in now for the last 27 about 27 years in, in the world of pastoring a church now if you've never pastored a church you may not know what i'm talking about but i'll just tell you in the world i've lived in for the last 20, almost 27 years now. And it's, it's, it's sad to say, but success is typically determined by how many people attend a pastor's church. It, 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 that's sad, isn't it? That's very sad, but, but it's just, it's something, especially here in the United States, you know, now I don't know how it is elsewhere in the world, but here in the United States, let me take it from me. I, I, I've been doing this almost 27 years, which isn't a terribly long time, but it's long enough. It's long enough. And, uh, and, and, and unfortunately, pastors typically, they're judged whether or not they're a success by how many people attend their church. Sad, isn't it? You know, I, I got to thinking, you know, there, there are some cults, C-U-L-T-S cults out there, and um, and on a weekly basis, they may draw tens of thousands of people, you know, in, in any any of their congregations or whatever. But yet they're a cult, and they're teaching just like in what Paul was dealing with in the church in Corinth. You know, they they may draw ten tens of thousands of people. But it's a cult. They're leading people. They're preaching things that are going to cause people to go to hell, just because they have a have a big a big following doesn't mean they're successful. I know uh, I was at a minister's uh, 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 convention uh, some years ago, and and during the evening time there was a big crowd. You know, would come together, and during the day, and you know, we'd break up and go to little like little workshops and. And the one uh, uh, fellow that was conducting the one the one workshop, he said uh, he he was talking about a certain minister who was able to pack out a large stadium, you know, where they play play baseball, and uh, and, and and somebody in the in the workshop there raised his hand and said said but that minister that's packing this stadium out it isn't isn't you know he's he he was asked, you know, if Jesus was the only way 
uh, to, to go to heaven, to make heaven. And he said, well, well, he's, he's, he's the best way. And he said, he said that, that, you know, that's, that's, that could, that's, that's not good. And by the way, Jesus is not the best way. He's the only way. But anyway, this, this fellow in the class sitting inside of me questioned the, the teacher and said, you know, this, this, this minister is, is packing these stadiums out, but he can't answer the question or won't answer the question about Jesus being the only way to get, get to heaven. And I remember the guy conducting the class said to the, to the guy who asked the question, he said, well, when you can pack out uh, that stadium, uh, then, 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 then you can make a word of criticism. And the guy wasn't really being critical at all. He was just making a statement, you know. He said, this guy that packs these stadiums out, he, my goodness, you know, he's, 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 he's not... You know, he's not answering the most important question of all, uh, because that guy had been on a on a on national television and he was asked a question about Jesus being the only way to heaven and he, he didn't answer the question. He was given uh multiple chances to answer it and he wouldn't. But he was packing these stadiums out, and so the guy asked the guy sitting inside of me asked the teacher, I'll, I'll review view it with you again. He said, he said, uh uh he, he said you know He's he's packing those stadiums out, but he can't. He, he won't answer the question. And the guy teaching the class, he said, "Well, when you can pack those out, those stadiums out, then you can criti- you can make a word of criticism." And and I wanted, I should have done this. I didn't do it, but I should have done it. And I should have said, "Well, you know what? The Beatles. Remember the Beatles? They packed out Shea Stadium back in the '60s. But are you going to listen to what they're preaching?" Hey, just because somebody can pack a stadium out doesn't mean. <laughs> I mean, if you listen to what the Beatles are preaching, I think they were Harry Krishna. You listen to what they're preaching, they'll put you in hell. Just because somebody can pack a stadium out, just because somebody draws large crowds, that doesn't mean they're successful. Not at all. But I just said that simply to say that in the world of pastoring, if you can draw a big crowd, you're considered successful. And, 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 and that's, that, that's sad. That's, that's not what the measurement should be. Here's what the measurement should be. 2 Corinthians 10.18. Notice, 2 Corinthians 10.18, Paul goes on and he writes this. He says this, When people commend themselves, it doesn't count for much. The important thing is for the Lord to commend them. Now that, now there you go. The important thing is for the Lord to commend them. You know, uh, I, yesterday my wife told me about uh, a certain minister and I've not, I've not followed him. I've not really listened to anything that he's ever preached over the years. But when she called the name, I knew exactly who she was talking about. And, and he had millions of people, I guess, followed him, you know, in his ministry and certainly tens, if not hundreds of thousands. And, uh, you know, if he were, and now he's recently passed away, but, but she called us to my attention. My wife did yesterday. I, I didn't know that he had even passed away, but, but this had happened just recently, and 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 when she called his name, I yeah yeah I knew who, exactly who he was, and he had a following of, you know, tens of thousands of people, and everybody would consider that minister to be a success. I mean, he would be invited to to you know any any Christian convention, he would be a welcomed speaker, a sought after speaker, seen on television broadcasts, and. You know, just anybody would love to have him there. And you'd think just looking at it, man, he's totally this great success. But comes out that that 
he had all sorts, it was just revealed he had all sorts of sin, sin in his life. Think about that. Not, not here to throw stones or anything like that, but the point is, you look at that man and you think, oh, wonderful success, large crowds. How many books did he write? You know, all these things. And then, you know, you find out that, you know, he had all kinds of heinous sin in his life. I think about another minister who who I do know that I preached a revival for about, I preached a revival for him about, I don't know, about 28, 29 years ago. And he pastors a church. Um, I don't know if he's still there today, but he was there for a long time. He, he may still still well be there. But it was in a, uh, a, a, a small little town and uh, very low socioeconomic. And uh, I, I don't think this man, he preached, he, he ministered there uh, for years and years and years. Like I said, he still may be there. But I don't know if he, he, he probably never had more than 15 people, maybe 20 people in his services on Sunday mornings. And it was a low socioeconomic, you know, uh, area. So he, he, there was offerings were not very much. And, uh, but if you look at him, and I mean, he, he, he would do uh, vacation Bible school every, every summer for the kids. And if you looked at him, though, the world would say, even sad to say the Christian world would say, well, he's not a success. He just has a church, you know, in a little town with just 15 people in it. That's not, no, that's not a success. But this other guy that I just told you about, you know, he's, an internationally known name. And one would be looked at as a success, the one, you know, that draws the big crowds and it would be invited to all of the big churches and the conventions and this and that. And uh, this other one I'm telling you about, nobody would know who he is. And he, he wouldn't be invited anywhere, you know. But, you know, who's successful? The one with the big name, with a bunch of heinous things in his life, or the one that has 15 people who's serving the Lord with all of his heart. and You get, you get what I'm saying? We don't want to get sucked into this mentality that success is a, uh, uh, you know, success is a function of comparison and, and just because somebody has the biggest and the baddest and the best and the newest and the fastest that they're successful. They might be. They might be. They might not be. Our success is not a function of comparison to others. Our success is not a function of comparison to others. Our success is a function of Jesus's judgment. Jesus is not going to judge us in comparison to others, but rather, here's now we're getting down to it, how we can know if we're a success. Here it is. Did we, it's not how much money you have in the bank. It's not how, you know, big a house you have, not the job that you have. I mean, and again, I'm not against having a nice house. I'm not against all these things. I'm, you know, I'm just saying that we can't look at these things 
and say, well, because something's bigger or something's more expensive, that, that it's successful. It, it might, might be, but it might not be. You see, Jesus is not going to judge us in comparison to others, but rather, did we, here it is, did we faithfully do what he told us to do? Did we faithfully do what he told us to do? And, and I heard this the other day, and it was so good that, that it, 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 I, I've been thinking about it. This statement, the Lord isn't going to judge us based on what we did. You got to realize some people just go off and do their own thing, and they have enough natural ability that God's given them that it can take them a long way down the road, even if it looks successful. But the Lord's not going to judge us really based on what we did. He, I heard this the other day. It's so good. He's going to judge us based on what he told us to do. So think about that. If we get our own idea, our own concoction of what we want to do in life, and we go do it, and God's given us enough natural ability to pull it off, we could do our own thing and the world think we're successful. But if we didn't do what he told us to do, he's, he's going to say failure. It wasn't a success. See, we have to find out through prayer, time with the Lord, find out what he wants us to do and then do that to the best of our ability. And if we do that, then and only then will we be a success. We're, you see, success is not a function, should not be a function of comparison. It should be a function of did we find out what the Lord told us to do and did we do that to the best of our ability? Success is a function then ultimately of his judgment. And you know what? Let me just tell you right now. None of us are really going to know ultimately, ultimately, if we're successful or not until the judgment seat of Christ. And when we stand as Christians now, because that's a judgment for Christians, when we stand before the Lord, and you can read this in 1 Corinthians 3, 11 through 15, but the Bible says that the, the fire of God is going to test each Christian's work of what sort it is. And it's in that hour the Lord is going to, I'm convinced he's going to ask us, did we do what he called us to do? And, and, and why did we do what we did when we did it? What was the motive of our heart. What was this? What he's going to judge that the Bible says the secrets of our hearts. All these things are going to come out at the judgment seat of Christ. And those who have done his will to the best of their ability, the Bible said they'll receive rewards, gold, silver, precious stones, and all of that. But others who didn't do what they were supposed to do, what he called them to do, even though they may have had the, 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 you know, the biggest ministries or the biggest, you know, the biggest, 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 biggest and the best. But they their works could all be burned at the judgment seat of Christ. The Bible says they'll suffer loss. Now, not the loss of their soul, but loss of reward. The Bible says they'll be saved, yet so is through the fire, the fire of God's judgment. See, heaven's a free gift to anybody that will receive Jesus. That's not what this judgment is about. This judgment is for those who've received Jesus. Made heaven all right, but now it's a matter of were we successful or not in this life. And that's when we're going to find out is at the judgment seat of Christ, okay? And that's a time yet for in the future. So what you need to do now is just be sure you're doing what he told you to do.
don't compare yourself with others. Just do what he told you to do. And, uh, you know, and, and somebody might say, well, Pastor Terry, you know, but, but you just don't know. Look at so-and-so. They're, they're just so successful. Ah, see, there you go again. <laughs> see, see how easy it is to compare, compare, compare. You know, I grew up in, in, in athletics and in sports. I was very competitive. And so I've really had a struggle with this because everything I've ever done in life, it's always, it's always been in a competitive, you know, in sports, a lot of sports, and it put a competitiveness in me. So I want to compete, you know, even, even, you know, <laughs> you know, take my wife to play putt-putt golf. I want to beat her, you know, I mean, that was early on. That was early on when we were dating, you know, but I've learned over the years now, now I don't tell her, but I let her win when we play putt-putt. I, I, that competitiveness, it's, it's pretty well all gone from me now. It's still kind of there maybe a little bit, but I've learned this though, <laughs> in the things of God, and in the ministry, it's not been a good thing. I've really had to deal with it over the years. The competitive, there should be no competitiveness in, in the body of Christ. The Bible says, you know, and, and among ministers, there should be no competitiveness. We should be, if somebody, if a minister or, or another Christian is doing something to, uh, for the Lord and, and, they're, and, and they're really helping people, you know, we should rejoice and, 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 and if we're doing something good, they should, if I'm doing something good, they should rejoice for me. If you're doing something good for the Lord, I should rejoice for you and you should rejoice for me. You, you get, you get that. And, and, and conversely, if something doesn't go good, we shouldn't be happy if something goes, doesn't go good for somebody else. We should be, the Bible says if somebody else is hurting, we should hurt with them. See, we're all members of one body. And so no matter what part of the body you are, you know, uh, believe me, if if my little toe is hurting, I mean, my whole the rest of the whole my whole body knows about it. See, that's what the body of body of there it is. Body of Christ should be. We should all be for one another. My head is for my little toe. My little toe is for my head. You, you know, my thumb is. You know, you hit your thumb with a hammer. It's going to have the full attention. You know, my. You get what I'm saying? We should be for one another. My eyes are for my ears. You know what I mean? I mean, my, my eyes want my ears to succeed. My ears want my eyes to succeed. My heart wants my lungs to breathe real good, you know. My, my lungs want my heart, wants my heart to beat. You understand? I mean, we should be for one another, not competitive, not competing. But like I said, in the area of sports, I've, I've had to deal with this and I've had to get this competitiveness out of me because there's no place for it in Christianity. We should be non-competitive. We should be for one another. You understand what I'm saying? And so, but somebody would say, yeah, but Pastor Terry, they're so successful. Don't compare. And let me tell you something as I close here. The Bible says in 1 Timothy 5, verses 24 and 25, some men's sins are clearly evident, preceding them to judgment, but, but those of some men follow later. Likewise, the good works of some are clearly evident, and those that are otherwise cannot be hidden. What that's saying is, is that you can't go by the way it looks, you know. Uh, sometimes, you know, people do good things in this life and they're rewarded in this life. Sometimes it's not till later. And and likewise, sometimes we do things that aren't so good in this life and, and we receive the, you know, we reap, we reap it in this time. Sometimes it's not till the judgment seat of Christ. So the point here is, is that, you know, if somebody's having great success, you know, well, you don't know what, you know, you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Like that preacher I was telling you about, he died and 
all kinds of terrible things come out come out on him, you know. Was that a success? You know, and then the other preacher I told you about, he nobody nobody hardly knows who he is. But he might be the most successful one in a bunch. See, so let's don't you and I determine success. Let's don't 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 judge ourselves against one another. Let's just find out what God's told us to do. Do that. Rejoice for others when things go good for them, hurt when things don't go good for them. And uh and and let's just serve the Lord. And, and and here's remember Peter asked Jesus about John. Remember that? Right before Jesus was was ascended to the right hand of the Father, after he was raised from the dead, Peter said to Jesus Jesus, he said, What about what about him? What about him? What about John? Remember what Jesus told Peter? He said, He said, essentially, he said, What is that to you? Whatever I want to do with John, Peter, that's none of your business. He told Peter, he said, You follow me. And that's what I want to leave you with here tonight is, you know, don't don't be concerned about, you know, comparing yourselves with other people. Just you follow Jesus. You follow him. And if you follow him, you'll be a success. So I hope this helped you tonight. So are you a success? Well, you can you can answer that question now. Are you doing what God's told you to do to the best of your ability? And if you are, you're a success. Hey, God bless you. And it's been a joy sharing the word of God with you tonight. And hey, we'll see you at at, at Summit Church this Sunday, 10 a.m. God bless you. Bye-bye.